Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach and doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. You guys, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode I just recorded with Allison Hardy. If you do not know who she is, Allison helps mompreneurs create thriving six-figure businesses on their terms by simplifying and streamlining their businesses, which allows them to scale and grow quickly and easily. Allison is the creator of the Six Figure Mompreneur podcast, a Huffington Post contributor, has been featured in YFS Magazine, and was named one of Washington, D.C.'s most influential professionals under 40 by Washington Life Magazine, which I think is freaking epic. She's also the wife to Tier and a mom to six-year-old Camden and two-year-old Nora, who, P.S., are both so freaking cute and getting so big so fast. Um, Allison was one of my past clients, which is how we connected, and I just love her so much, and I've been able to see her growth over the past few years, and it is just incredible, which is why I had to have her on this podcast, and we are going to talk all things life-proofing your business, scaling to six figures, automation, um, balancing work when you're a mom, and just so much goodness, and I can tell you after just hopping off this intro that Allison keeps it so simple, so to the point, and gives some really good value that I know you guys are going to be able to implement right away. So you ready? Let's dive in. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I'm here with Allison Hardy, who I'm so excited to be introducing her to you guys and chatting with her today. So hello, Allison. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, Taylor. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so pumped to talk about scaling to six figures, life-proofing your business, being a mompreneur. I think you're just, obviously you're doing all those things. You're great at it. So excited to hear your story. And that's the first thing I wanted to ask you about is how did you get started in your business? Tell us about that. (laughs) Well, I got uh, kind of forced into my business. So I got laid off from my quote unquote dream job uh, when I was six months pregnant with Camden, who is now six, which is crazy to say out loud. Um, And, you know, I was teaching college level art. I went to college for 10 years. I had a terminal degree, a 10 year track. Like I had all the things. I did all the things right. I checked all the boxes. And then in a moment it was, it was gone. And the thing about, (laughs) the thing about the situation that really sucked was even if I wanted to continue teaching, I got laid off in April. Teaching jobs didn't get hired for until March. So I was at least 12 months out from even like applying for jobs. And then the jobs start, you know, in July, August. So I was like 18 months away from 
making money again, which was a huge problem for us. So I had this like super part-time side hustle where I would personally train my friends in my backyard. And I was like, you know what? Let's just take this crazy thing from super side hustle and like, let's go all in. So what I did was I partnered with a network marketing company to come alongside of my training services and offer like a nutritional standpoint. Um, because I didn't want to talk about food. That was like the last thing I wanted to talk about in my business. I did not, I don't like talking about food. Um, so, but in order to like get my clients better results, like food is kind of the other component when it comes to fitness and wellness and all that good stuff. So in the three months before Camden was born, I worked like an insane person in a very unhealthy way, but I replaced my income uh, from my nine to five. So it was insane and crazy, but it happened. And I believe that because of that, it really helped me to see what's possible um, and really helped me to realize like, yeah, I really do. I really do love this whole entrepreneur thing. I love that. And then ever since you've been doing your own thing. Yeah. 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 In various different ways. <laughs> yes. So that was ever a little since. over, yeah, that was a little over six years ago. When yeah. did you transition into what you do now in coaching and how did that come about? Yeah. So, um, after Camden was born, I had a ridiculous dose of postpartum depression. I had been working you know, 24-7 and I had a baby that never slept. So when you combine all those things together, it kind of all come, came like crashing down around me. It was, a, it was kind of like a big wake-up call. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was sitting at coffee with one of my friends and I'm not the type of person to like show up to coffee like not wearing makeup or like wearing 10 day old yoga pants. And I'm, I was sitting there and my hair was like back in a ponytail. I had no makeup on. Um, I was wearing 10 day old yoga pants. And my friend was like, what are you doing? Like, what the hell is going on right now? She's like, I don't know, like what you got to change, but like you got to change something. So I was like, oh, I admitted it. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like life is just crazy right now. And she was like, what do you like about your business? And I said, well, what I really love is my team. Like I love coaching those women, um, you know, in the network marketing partnership. I love helping them to like do big things. Like I had someone on my team who like um, was able to bring her husband home in a really short amount of time from his like terrible job. And I had one woman who, um, you know, she could like pay for her son's autism supplements to help them like cope with his symptoms and live like a, a life that was in better alignment with them. And, you know, like all these cool things were happening and like fitness and nutrition were just like the, the vehicle, right? So like the thing I loved about the team was coaching the team. And so she was like, why don't you just do that, Allison? I was like, oh yeah, okay, I could do that. She's like, you like fitness, you like food, you like nutrition, but like, she's like, I don't think that's the real, the, the thing. I think you're leaning on that, using that as like a, a crutch. And I was like, dang girl, you just like totally read me. So I shut everything down and transitioned to business coaching. And within like two months of that, I was, I was fully booked, which was crazy in my one-on-one program. That's so crazy. All yeah. by, I mean, I know there's more that goes into it, but just by shifting to what you really love, what's actually in alignment for you, which I think is like the first tip here of avoiding burnout. <laughs> because when oh you have a bunch of yeah. stuff going on that you don't really love doing, I mean, plus like the unavoidable, like you don't know what kind of baby you're going to have. <laughs> oh. Like you're going to be kind of miserable. Yeah. And I totally was like, I was totally miserable in mom life, work life, home life. And it doesn't work. It doesn't 
work. You can like fake it only for a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's going to become really clear as to what's not working because it's going to force you to get really clear. For sure. Oh man. Okay. So this is perfect because I wrote down this question of what would you tell a mom, a mom comes to you and she's really ready to take her business serious, but she's kind of in like hot mess mom stage, like overwhelmed. Everything's everywhere. Can't get anything done. Can't focus, you know, like Mm -hmm. it sounds like where you were. So, I mean, where do you start with her? She has her business going, but it's like, I'm ready to go serious. I want to go to six figures or more. Yeah. Well, she has to buy back her time. She's got to get her time out because if you're constantly, you know, and a lot of times like that person, I I work with that person. So a lot of times when my clients come to me, they don't actually have space in their schedule to be a CEO and they're constantly being reactive. So, you know, oh my gosh, like this person just enrolled and I have to send them the emails or, um, I just booked a client. I got to put her in the course. Like all that stuff can be done on automate. You can have systems in your business to enroll your clients, to sell to your potential clients to get people from a cold audience to a warm audience. Like you can have those systems and yes, they take time. And yes, you have to learn the technology. And yes, you might have to spend a little bit more every month on those systems and that technology. But if you don't have those things in your business, you're going to be constantly reacting to your business instead of being proactive. And you can't constantly work your business. Like you can't. I don't know. I don't care if you're a mom, if you're not a mom, if you're 55, if you're 18, like you cannot be constantly working in your business. You have to have something that actually does the work for you in the background. So setting that system up um, needs to happen first and foremost. So that's what I would tell that person. I love that. And I love what you said about, you know, being proactive versus reactive. I think that's so important. And I talk about that too when, when I talk with clients about, um, you know, prepping for their launch instead of like, I know I was in this phase a lot where it was like, okay, launch ends, couple days to figure out what I'm going to sell next and go into the next launch. And you're d- making those decisions based off how much the last launch made and then how it went. And then you have no time to prepare. So middle of the launch, you're writing your post based off of like the feedback you're getting and how annoyed you are at everyone. Like it goes into that, like, content creation too. It can get really reactive and it's just not the right energy for your business. Stuff does not uh, work very well in that energy. No, not at all. And people can feel that. And as soon as you switch into that mindset or that way of working, that's when things are going to stop working. <laughs> like it's not going to work. So you have to figure out some way to get out of that. Yeah, for sure. So where is the starting point? Like what would be the first thing to get in place? Yeah. So it's a, it's a source, it's a traffic driver. So whether that's a Facebook ad, whether it's Pinterest, whether it's just a really strong Instagram story strategy, like whatever it is, wherever, whatever platform you like and where your ideal client is hanging out, that's what you lean into. So it's driving the traffic to your email list because your email list is where, you're going to sell to people because people are used to being sold to off of emails. Like I know whenever I get an email from old Navy, I'm going to open it and I'm going to see like an awesome sale. And whether it's like my kids stuff or like some cheap t-shirts for me, like I'm probably going to be sold to in that email. And I'm okay with that because that's what, as far as I'm concerned, that's what businesses do in email. So people are ready and are used to buying from email. They're probably not used to buying off of like, 
an Instagram story that you created or an Instagram post or a Facebook group post. That sort of marketing worked a little while ago, but it doesn't really work anymore. So everything you need to do or everything you should be doing, if you're having a platform and you're spending time on a platform, it should be to grow your email list. So that's kind of like the first step. So get an email list in place. And I know that you do talk about utilizing groups. And I know a big question that everyone has is like, do groups even work? Are they even worth my time? And I totally agree with you. There's a lot of ways that they worked really well, even two years ago, three, four years ago, they don't seem to work very well in that way. So like, how are you and your clients utilizing groups right now versus the email list? Email list sounds like where you're sending people to selling where are the groups coming into place? Because you are still utilizing them. Yeah. Facebook groups have changed a lot over the years. And, you know, there used to be these really big groups that were super, super engaged and they stopped working because the, the head of the group, you know, didn't adjust the strategy. So you really have to pay attention to what Facebook is telling you because Facebook will tell you what it wants. And you have to pay attention to what the group, like the trends that are going on inside of your own group. So. I think there's places where you can promote your lead magnet in multiple areas within your group. Um, but really like the point of your group is to develop the no like and trust factor. It shouldn't be the the Allison show or the Taylor show or whatever your name is show. It's, it's a community. So really it's a members show and you're there to facilitate conversation. You're there to encourage, you're there to, yeah, every now and then like promote your services. That's cool. It's your group. You can do that. But like really at the end of the day, I'm a big fan of kind of passively marketing your lead magnet through, you know, certain features within the group and then really just showing up and being everybody's cheerleader because that's, what's going to make people like you. Let's be honest. It's so true. And I mean, I feel like people feel like they have to give so much value and I'm all about giving, like, I don't hold back on value, but I feel like the thing is, is what we really want is a real human in front of us that like we like. <laughs> they like us. Like we get good vibes for a good feeling from, and what makes you feel good? Someone cheering you on, someone you can relate to. I think it goes, A, you don't have to give so much value and B, you also don't have to be perfect. I think is a lot no. of people's fear, especially, you know, mom may be wearing maybe not 10 day yoga pants, but like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Taylor, you can't see it right now, but I'm wearing Christmas jammies. Like I I'm totally <laughs> comfy and not professional right now. But like, I think the thing with, Facebook groups. Yeah. Like you said, it is just like showing up and being a really human being and yeah, delivering value, but it doesn't have to be like 30 minute long Facebook lives every day. Like that's exhausting and that's not sustainable. And that's like, I don't think a good use of your time. So show up, be a real human. And that's why like Instagram stories are so successful, I think is because it's a really cool opportunity to show like actual real life, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit. I have two topics I want to talk about. I'm just going like, which one do I want to start with? (laughs) Um, I think I would love to talk about like, we've talked a little bit about business and like the difference between utilizing the Facebook and social media versus your email list. I could not agree more, but let's talk a little bit about life, Mm. mom life. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm curious to hear on a personal note is we heard the story of you having your son six years ago. And what about your daughter? And remind me how old she is and like, where were you at in your business? What was different between like that stage with him where you were hustling a lot, but you're also just getting your business started. 
yeah. versus mm-hmm. with your daughter, who I literally cannot believe how big your kids are. I can't either, Taylor. It's so I can't either. mind-blowing. I'm like, <laughs> I remember when he was so little. <laughs> I know. Well, when you and I were working together in one-on-one, um, I was like freshly pregnant. And I remember with Nora, my second, who's now two. Yeah. Um, and I remember one time I, I messaged you. We had Voxer, I think. And I was like, Taylor, I'm pregnant and I cannot stop throwing up and I need to reschedule our call. <laughs> I remember that and being like, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So with her, you know, my business was very different. I had, um, a mastermind that I was running and that I still run. And that model really works well for me right now. Uh, one-on-one coaching was cool. It was great. But what I started to realize with one-on-one coaching was that I was trading a lot of dollars for hours. And I, again, I'm a big fan of buying back my time. So like I needed to transition into something that worked better. And I don't like, I like courses. They're cool, but I'm not super passionate about courses because I can't, you know, at the price point, like you don't get like a lot of one-on-one interaction with people. You don't really get to know them. And I really like, if someone's going to buy from me, I want to know a little bit more about them. I want to be able to really serve them. So, um, court, like course creation just never really lit me up and yeah, I have some courses and yeah, they're good, but like, I'm not super passionate about them, but what I am passionate about is membership sites, masterminds, things like that. That really lights my fire. Um, so, you know, my business model was very different when she was born and I was getting a lot more support when she was born. I was in a year long mastermind. That was a terrifying investment, but an investment on the bus that helped me to stay sane during that year and to really lean into like, what the heck do I actually want out of this business and figure out what that looks like with two kids. Oh man. I, I so agree. I, I don't think I would have made it through my pregnancy and even this newborn stage without some type of mentorship because you get so in your head. I feel like when you're having a baby about everything and, you know, I, I really like this topic because I have a lot, you know, I just went through having a baby. Right. So a lot of people who are pregnant are coming to me and it's, it's so interesting. I noticed the same thing happening where we just get so in our head over complicating, trying to think like our business needs to be perfect by the time this baby is here. We need to have it all figured out. We need to be as hands off as possible. Um, which is some, for some people is the right way. And some people isn't right. Like for you, it's not like, okay, you're having a baby. Like don't ever talk to another client again, automated courses only. Like that's not an alignment for you. Mm. So, I mean, did you experience that in pregnancy, like that pressure? And what I'm hearing from you is there was a lot of just like actually asking yourself what was right for you. That's the theme I'm hearing actually a lot from you. Yeah, for sure. So when she was born, I had, I think six clients in the mastermind and then I had nothing else really. I had the automated portion of my business. So what that allowed me to do though, was to still serve them without like totally stressing me out. So I could, you know, show up for an hour. I took I took like three solid weeks off, you know, all that stuff was kind of like pre-planned and pre-scheduled and that was fine. But you know, after that time I would check in with my clients for like an hour a day and that worked for me. So I kind of got to the place where I was okay with not rapidly growing. I was okay with kind of maintaining and I was okay with some things in my business just slipping through the cracks and that was okay. But then, you know, after the three weeks and things were like, kind of normal. Um, I was able to lean back in and slowly start to like reincorporate into my business. And so that worked for me. So I think when you're 
you know, going through those big life changes, it's really important to look at, you know, I think it's really important to set yourself up for success. So have those things automated just in case like you don't want to work because you're going to feel like you're going to feel different after having a baby, no matter what everybody tells you, no matter what, um, you know, you think is going to happen, like your priorities are going to change and that's okay. And that's allowed, but you got to allow it to happen and you can't continue to force a way of working that doesn't work for you anymore. So I do think you should have those systems set up. I think you should have a couple of things going in the background that are, is doing the work for you. Um, but I also think it's like a, day-to-day thing. Like, how do I feel today? I'm really freaking tired. I'm not going to check in with my clients or I feel pretty awesome today. I got a really great night's sleep or I took an epic nap this afternoon. It was cool. Um, and so, yeah, now I want to sit here for like an hour and do a little bit of work. So I think it's taking the pressure off. I so agree. That's exactly what I did. I had, um, really like two funnels running and they're not like, I think sometimes people hear funnels and they think like this super successful, like mind blowing thing, but they just brought in some sales, you know, like, and they also brought in quite a few new leads and I just had that running, no pressure on it. Um, which was really great. I don't put a lot of focus on that kind of stuff in my business, but isn't that kind of the point of them? <laughs> like, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice to have that and know that when I got back into my business, there would be new people who had found me, some of which did not even know I was having a baby, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and then there would be some new sales and totally taking the pressure off. And I think we tend to do the opposite when life is happening, whether that's having a baby or, I mean, I know I've gone through a lot of life thing. I mean, life is going to happen in your business. Like I've had family members pass away. I've had last minute travel. I've had even just like being a woman or a human being like emotional things that you're going, you're going to give yourself time and space. And it's really hard to do that when you have nothing going in the background, I think. I totally agree. Yeah. If you're having like an off day or, Hey, I just don't want to work today. It's okay because I'm feeling low energy. Like that's okay. Just turn on your Facebook ad that you, you know, have running and just let it do the work for you. I think that's the beauty of having an online business is that you can have those systems in place that do the work for you. So you're still really, you're still working. You're just maybe not actively working. You're leaning on that work you've already set up. So as somebody who has two kiddos has been running your business, like you, ha- you went into motherhood brand new and business brand new at the exact same time. Here you are like six years later. I think mm-hmm. that's so cool. And I feel like you have just transformed as a person doing that probably because of both of those things, but how do you do it? Like, do you have like productivity tips? Like what would you say are your top tips as a mom in business, like to stay sane, to get everything done. And I mean, to be successful in your business, because for some people it feels impossible. And it, it, if you, if you think it's impossible, it'll stay impossible. <laughs> so I think the first <laughs> is managing that mind of ours. Love that. Uh, yeah. Um, I also think so like right now we're in the middle of coronavirus shutdowns. So right. like we're on week, see, I don't even know. I think I don't even know either. Six. Yeah. We're week number six and my kids aren't going back to school until September. And you know, at first when all this happened, I was like, it'll just be like the summer. Like I'll hire a babysitter and it'll be cool. Like that a big deal. We'll figure it out. And then it hit me like, crap, I can't even hire a freaking babysitter right now. Like I got nothing. Like it's literally on my husband and I 24 seven. And not that that's a bad thing. I'm not like saying I don't like to be around my kids, but when you're trying to run a business, that's really hard. <laughs> right. So I think the, 
the number one thing is being fully present in whatever it is that you're doing. So if you're trying to write an email while your kids are trying to do homeschool and like you're supposed to like be fully present for both of those things, that's not going to work. And it's going to stress you out and you're going to yell at your kids and then you're going to resent the email and it's going to be a crappy email and then you're going to be frustrated over the crappy email. And like, it's just a bad, it's just bad. So being fully present in whatever it is that you're doing. So if your kids are sitting there coloring, don't pick up your phone. This is like my bad habit. So I'm like, speaking from experience here. Like don't sit there on your phone, like color with your kids. If you're writing an email in a funnel, don't have your kids running around, like do it during nap time or like have those pockets of time in the day where you can actually get stuff done. And part of it is just being really clear with people in your household as to what's going on. So like right now I'm recording a podcast episode with you in the basement. My kids are upstairs. You're probably hearing them at some point with my husband. And before I came down here, I was like, guys, I'm recording a podcast episode. So like telling people like, Hey, this is what's going on right now. And you can't expect them to, you know, know because you're not telling them. So I think part of it is also just clear communication with what needs to happen. And then like, practical like side of things is maybe you need to wake up an hour early or maybe for an hour after the kids go to bed, you work and you do those things that actually move your business forward. Now I'm not saying you get up super early and then you work a 10 hour day after that. Like, I think that's silly or like you work until two o'clock in the morning. Like that's not going to work, but like having those, you know, pockets like of time, like if you didn't get stuff done during the day, that's okay. You have an hour after the kids go to bed and just knowing that it's there and not getting frustrated when the schedule goes out the window. Yeah. And I think no matter mom or not, I think when you actually have an hour where you're present you get so much more done and you feel better about it. And what you do is better than what it would have been if you weren't present. And I think what I realized, and I know business does take work and like building a funnel takes time. You got to learn the technology. You're probably going to get annoyed at it. Like for sure. But the day to days of, of your business are really not that tough. You know, it's like, if you can find a few solid hours, whether they're split up or not to just be really present I mean, you can get a lot done in that time and you can get it done well. So it doesn't mean you need to write 55 posts today. Like you can write one really good one or one really good email or like whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And like, um, I mean, break your business down into like the three most important things. So the three most important things, as far as I'm concerned, are serving your clients. Yeah. I mean, like how long does that actually take? Do you have a hundred clients? Then yeah, it's going to take you a ton of time. But do you have, you know, six clients? That's cool. Like that's, easy. That seems doable. Um, the, the next most important thing is getting visible and interacting with your existing audience. And then the third most important thing is lead generation. And that can be done on automate on, on auto meet for you. I love it. So it's easy. Like make it easy, make it easy, make it easy. But what about somebody that's listening to this? That just kind of feels like but what are the moving parts? Like, <laughs> what do I need to do? Like, cause it does feel a little overwhelming when you're kind of just starting from, you know, maybe nothing or maybe just that person that's like posting every single day. Um, and I, I feel like this is probably just a chance, like someone just needs to work with you <laughs> or maybe a free resource. But like, what do you say to that person that's just like, okay, Allison, if it's pretty easy, I can get it done during nap time, wake up an hour early. Like, but my head's spinning. I got to get my freebie done. I got to find leads. I got to post in my group. I got to start my group. I got to get a banner for my group. They're going crazy. 
Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, the first thing that you need to do is create content that matters. So yeah. like we have amazing free resources. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Facebook groups, Instagram stories, like there's all this stuff, right? But pick one thing and do it really well. So let's say you legit love Instagram stories and your ideal client loves Instagram stories. That's where you start. And you just create content that actually matters to your ideal client. I think that's the easiest and the most simplest way to do it. Because when you have content that matters and is important, they're going to follow you and they're going to interact with you. Um, And that's, again, you, like what we're talking about with Facebook groups, you showing up and being a real human being. And then everything else you can build out from there. So like once you have the clients, right, you can, you're getting steady flow of cash. You can invest in maybe the technology to write an email funnel and to have all that stuff set up for you and to run the Facebook ads. Like that's all cool and great, but like really you you just got to get clients in the door at that point if you're, if you're brand new. So it starts with creating content that actually matters to them. I agree. (laughs) That's what I love to talk about. Creating really good content that sells and works and shares your story with people. Yeah. And that's what you're really freaking good at too. Thank you. So thank you so much for sharing all this with us. I feel like this is a quick episode jam packed with just, I mean, I feel like if I could recap, it's like, are you doing what you really love? What really lights you up? Get rid of the rest. You don't have time for the rest. Buy back your time. What's taking a bunch of time? Buy back. You said that quite a few times. Yeah. I love that. It makes so much sense. And another thing I heard a few times is take the pressure off. Start with what matters. You know, it doesn't, ha- I, I think too, like I'm just adding this in, but like, it doesn't have to be perfect. People don't have to be completely quiet while you're recording a podcast or talking to your client. Like it just needs to be good enough yeah. and set those boundaries. But yeah, start with what matters and build from there. Whereas some people think they need to just do everything right here, right now. So no, I think of like businesses like a lasagna, like a lot of times, like there's yeah. all these different things, these different layers that you have um, that matter. Yes, but you don't have to have a, 14 layer lasagna, you can have a really tasty three layer lasagna and it still gets the job done. Yeah. I love that. So thank you so much. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, where people can find you and, um, maybe a free resource that you have for people? Yeah, sure. So my podcast is called the Six Figure Mompreneur Podcast. There's new episodes every week. So I'd love for y'all to listen over there. And then I have a free resource called 33 Places to Promote Your Lead Magnet. So what it does is it helps you just walk through like the platforms you already have and helps you to maximize them more efficiently for lead generation. Amazing. And we'll link to all of that. I saw that freebie that you have and I was like, that is so genius. Genius, yeah. like everybody wants that and needs that. So I'm sure everyone's going to grab it. Make sure you yeah. have that in the show notes. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. I loved having you on. And for everyone listening, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.